This is Tonkabon episode 83. This week we'll be going over Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 32. My name's Cole Greco, and joining me as usual is my co-host Jude Knoll. Jude, how's it going? Been a been a while since we've done one of these. Yeah, I got my wisdom teeth taken out on Friday, and definitely glad I decided not to record on <laughs> Sunday. Uh, I could barely open my mouth like halfway to its mm-hmm. usual capacity, uh, but now... The holes in the back of my mouth are pretty much healed over. I'm back to eating somewhat hard and crunchy foods Mm -hmm. and back to speaking at a normal volume. So (laughs) happy to be back in the manga commentary game Mm -hmm. after a 14-day stint on the (laughs) aisle. Yeah, and then, well, and even before... uh... Even before that, our last weekly show and jump episode wasn't wasn't really a weekly show and jump episode. We we did our uh, our Tonkabon essentials or whatever we want to call them. That's true, and I think mm-hmm. having some distance from WSJ kind of nice actually. I, mm-hmm. I feel sometimes I feel a little trapped by this table of contents, and as we'll talk about in a little bit, like. I don't know. I, I feel like even compared to when we started this, things aren't looking super good for the magazine no. overall. Like, I don't know if that translates into sales, but, like, mm-hmm. it's not good. Yeah, it definitely goes in waves at times when I'm, like, you know, you look you look through the table of contents, you're like, you know, there's only, like, one or two series that I think are bad. And, man, I'm, look, like, this past week, it just seemed like every time I picked up my phone, like, okay, let's, let's read some more chapters. I'm like, I, I really don't want to read 50% of this. So... <laughs> It's yeah, kind of kind of dire out here in the the WSJ world. It's funny because I feel like about five to six months ago, our comments on this were like completely shifted. Mm-hmm. At one point, we were like, "Wow, things look really good," despite the fact that there's not a hit in the magazine. Yeah, like we actually enjoy reading most of these series, and I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of the series that have been canceled recently aren't like the greatest Shonen Jump series ever. Yeah, but they were still like good enough for me to you know have like a laugh or mm-hmm. to just like you know enjoy myself for two minutes a piece yeah now pretty much everything except one or two of these new series is just like bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. garbage. yep absolutely um well let's get into the uh the table of contents here and then we'll we'll discuss some of the series we're gonna change it up a little bit we're not gonna go through and talk about every single series because uh, uh a lot of the discussion on those kind of ends up being the same thing week after week after week. So we'll just kind of shuffle them around, and each week we'll just pick our handful of ones that we want to talk about. And then if, you know, if we haven't talked about New Ways Exorcist in 10 weeks, then maybe we'll, we'll come back in to talk about how bad it is. <laughs> right. Um, well, this is for uh, issue number 32. Leak color page goes to me and Roboco with color pages for Akanobanashi, Undead Unluck, and then Kochikame is in the, the magazine this week with the color page. So that's pretty cool for uh, actual physical magazine readers. Um, at the number one spot is Sakamoto Days, followed by Blue Box, My Hero Academia. Then you get a new series, Martial Master Osmi. Uh, at number four is Jujutsu Kaisen, followed by our next new series, Icehead Gill. At number five is Witch Watch, followed by Elusive Samurai, Kill Blue, New Age Exorcist, Mission Yozakura Family, and then Cypher Academy at number 10. And then our bottom five are Tenmaku Cinema, Black Clover, Fabricant 100, Do Retry, and Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins, with I think only One Piece, Hunter Hunter, and Ruby Dragon being absent this week, if I'm 
recalling correctly. Yeah, that sounds right. Because JJK, My Hero Academia, and Black Clover are all those are the ones that are usually a little inconsistent. Mm -hmm. Um, We aren't going to be talking about it later, but I do want to say because we haven't been able to talk about it the past couple weeks. Newey's Exorcist is doing alarmingly well in mm-hmm. the weekly polls. I, I know it's number eight this week, but this is actually a low point for Newey's Exorcist. Yeah, was it like number four last week or something? Yeah, and I saw something on Twitter the other day where apparently Newey's Exorcist was like trending on Twitter in mm-hmm. Japan. And it was because they had just made like this really obvious non-clever xenoblade chronicles reference yeah like a a character named xeno just like pulls out a sword and they're like oh it's it's a xenoblade (laughs) so as as much as people like to including myself like to be like yeah american marvel and like superhero films all they do is just like you know dangle references in front of people's faces and wait for them to you know cheer uh, so I, I kind of feel like manga does that sometimes, too. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and Nui's Exorcist is totally guilty of that. Every chapter, it's just like, what if what if there was a girl who played Smash Bros and was good at it? Yeah, it's like it's insufferable. Yeah. Leave, leave that in, like, 2013. I, I really thought even the manga world had kind of progressed beyond that kind of like, concept, but Nui's Exorcist just feels so dated. It's mm-hmm. embarrassing. Yep. Yep. It feels dated, but the art style is like modern trash. Like that art style right. is somehow is somehow not dated. Yeah, it, it feels the way the art looks to me, it kind of looks like when an anime has like cheap 3D CG modeling for its mm-hmm. characters, yet it's still 2D. Or if you've it's ever... like they flattened out a CGI model. Mm-hmm. Or if you've ever seen that uh I don't know what I, I guess cartoon, but I'll call it like a, a Western anime, uh, Ruby or RW like oh, RWY yes. by, by Rooster Teeth <laughs> or whatever. Dude, it looks like that. Yeah. It oh, it's, it's <laughs> so bad. That's exactly what I was thinking of when I was talking about like a series that uses kind of weird looking CG models. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, I remember spot on right there. I remember those characters were. Uh, came out in like that blaze blue cross tech battle like crossover fighter and so yeah, a, lot, yeah. a lot of people are talking about they're like finally we get a ruby fighting game so like all right let's let's check it out like people are really hyped about it i watched maybe three minutes of the first episode and i was like there's no way this is what people are talking about like there's i mean i was blown away i was like this is some of the worst stuff i've i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> and like i understand it was like kind of I mean, I mean, kind of like just completely amateurish animation, but like, come on, let's have let's have some standards. Yeah, I mean, you could if if you're really gonna like watch Western anime, you could at least watch Totally Spies or Teen Titans. For real, mm-hmm. even Yoko? Kappa Mikey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it it could be better. It, you could do better than Ruby for sure. Yeah, yeah, Ruby was just, I mean unbearable i couldn't i couldn't get through it and then you know i will say you you look at stuff like there is japanese animation that looks just as bad like that uh baki the grappler anime it's yeah. it's like one <laughs> step it's like one step above it's like if you paid the the ruby people you know sixty thousand dollars a year that's what they would make <laughs> <laughs> um all right well let's get into some more of our discussion uh about the 
table of contents in the magazine here. Um, I think first we should touch on Mashal since it's not technically in the magazine anymore. Um, how are you? Uh, how are you feeling about the the ending of Mashal? Um, you know, I feel like our opinions have kind of gone back and forth on Mashal over the past couple months. Mm-hmm. But I think despite the overly long ending fight scene, I think they wrapped it up pretty well and brought things back to the goofy, lighthearted Mashal tone for at least like two or three chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, after defeating the final big bad, I kind of appreciated that instead of taking itself seriously, like Mashal and his like little gang did like this goofy victory dance the villain kind of does this facial expression that calls back to the first chapter where the police officers like eyeballs mouth and nose shrink into the center of his face and then the final chapter is just like a pretty standard cute where are they now type of chapter that Mm -hmm. isn't like you know changing the game or anything but it's cool to see a series that we've been following and on its own terms on a pretty high note so i feel happy about it yeah i'm i'm with you and uh i agree so mashal mashal started maybe like i don't know five or six months after i started like like had the shonen jump subscription and so i did i wasn't reading mashal like went right when it came out because i wasn't caught up with everything in the magazine yet so i just saw the main like image and i was like this looks stupid and it has a dumb name, <laughs> so I, d- I didn't read yeah. it until like twenty or so chapters in when I saw it was like sticking around. Um, but I think this is the first one that started after I was like kind of into manga to actually like run its course. Because yeah. like you know the, all the other ones that have ended like Haikyuu, Promised Neverland, uh, whatever those had started obviously you know Doctor Stone well before I started reading, and then all the other ones were ones that got axed. The only one that was close is maybe like High School Family had a, High School Family Maguchan had long runs, but both were clearly like cut before like you know those weren't just wrapping up the story they were they ended. Yeah. Yeah, this Change- feels like a legit series for yeah. like start to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is cool to finally see a series that's like, you know, I've been reading long enough that something can actually have like its start and end in like a long running series, you know, that, that wasn't just like Takapi's original sin or something like that. But uh, yeah, so so that was that was cool. And I'll I mean, yeah, we've definitely kind of waffled back and forth on how we feel about Mashal. But after it ended, I was like, yeah, that was a like that was that was good. Like if if that is kind of like the 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 bar for like yeah i you know i feel like i feel like that's a good um like barometer like is it worse than mashal or better than mashal you know (laughs) yeah the 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 mendoza line is like the bare minimum in baseball Mm -hmm. and the mashal line like 162 chapters is our new like baseline for whether it's good or not yeah, yeah, or or maybe less Mendozalon, and it's like you know, if a, if an average player is two war, Mashal is like you know <laughs> two point five war or something like that. It's like if you're over that, it's like all right, that's a that's a guy that can play. <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly, Mashal is like two arcs above replacement. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, you swap out some of those uh, some of those good ones for like. Uh, a little more trash and Mashal's terrible, you know, or it could, we, we could have stood to, to improve the final arc a little bit and it, it might've been like a, a multi-time all-star. Exactly. And, um, 
I don't know. I, I feel like even though Mashal is like clearly not on the level of like a My Hero Academia or whatever, I mm-hmm. do feel like uh, the personal connection I have to it since you know, we both got into it sort of at the ground floor of the series. Yeah. Is, it makes me like it more. I'm sure that's mm-hmm. going to be the case with Akana Benashi once it inevitably like gets to 162 chapters. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I feel like it's definitely like highly rated by critics or whatever but i think i'm probably gonna inflate my opinion on it since like you know we were there from the beginning mm-hmm. yep yep that's absolutely how i feel about Mashal. and honestly like i don't i obviously don't like this series as much as Mashal, but that's how i feel about you know yoza fam when it ends too because yoza fam i think started like yeah literally just a few weeks after i started like i was read, you know I, I had started it chapter one and then dropped it and then picked it back up so like when Mission Yozo family ends, it's gonna be like, damn, I've like I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> when it ends on chapter five hundred. Um, oh my god, I I feel like that might be the minimum number of chapters we get mm-hmm. for Yozo fam at this rate. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I don't know if it was like this week or a couple weeks ago. One of my coworkers was asking about manga and he was like well he was like so do all series sort of run like you know are they really long like naruto and one piece or whatever or he's like is there anything like that now is like honestly like once my hero and black clover kind of end there's nothing else that looks like it will be kind of that long i was like except maybe yozafam <laughs> like if you, told, <laughs> if you if i looked up a few years and yozafam was on chapter 350 would not be at all surprised be very disappointed but not surprised yes um all right what do, do we want to talk about some of our our new series now let's start with a uh, martial master awesome because we we didn't get to talk about that one i think that one debuted the week that we did our like tonkaban essentials thing yeah um so this one it's run for three chapters thus far mm-hmm. um basically what's happened is that there's this kid who on the first page is like i feel really uncomfortable about the concept of pain either receiving pain or inflicting pain (laughs) but he's also like the grandson of this mma like martial arts master who i guess has like uh he's super old and he has severe memory loss but Mm -hmm. he like connects to his kids through martial arts training so even though this kid is like he hates pain He's really good at, like, martial arts grappling, and he ends up sort of, like, by chance after fighting some delinquents in, like, typical Shonen Jump fashion, he ends up meeting this girl who is, like, a big part of her own MMA, like, gym studio. I don't know what you really call it, but her dad, Mm -hmm. like, is a trainer for MMA, and so... Asumi here initially like doesn't want to become an MMA fighter because of his aversion to pain, but he also really likes this girl specifically because she wears glasses and ends up like managing to beat her dad in an MMA fight so that he can join the gym. Mm-hmm. And her dad's like an an ex ex pro MMA or MMA fighter or whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I good. Yeah, I was gonna say this one. I don't dislike it, and I don't really like it. It's it's one of these that every time I read it, there's just something just seems... I can't even put my finger on it. Like, I don't know if it's the art. 
I don't know if it's the, just cornball characters, but there's something every time I read, I'm just like, eh, like, I don't know. It is very just, just fine, but there's something just like makes me uncomfortable about the, about the manga. I don't know what it is, but there's something that's like, just kind of irks me every time I open up the, open up the chapter. Yeah, it does feel a bit generic. I might be a bit like more, I might have more of a positive opinion than you do. I think mm-hmm. for me, it's like a solid six. Okay. I think the fight scenes are a lot more well done than Do Retry, which oh, uh, should probably yeah. be the the creator of Do Retry is probably shaking right now mm-hmm. because we've got you know he he's do, trying to do a boxing series that's not doing super well. Suddenly, an MMA series by a much more established mangaka debuts like a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's over for him. Yep. I will say reading this made me want to read his, uh, like this guy's sumo manga because seeing like at the very least for this, I'm like, I could see it getting good. So if something has already ran for like 200, 250 chapters, like, okay, maybe I'll check that out. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely lower on it than you are, but I will say the, this most recent chapter with like the introduce, the introduction of his, his older brother, I was like kind of excited about that and I'm looking forward to the next chapter. So I think, I don't know, I think maybe it was just like the characters or something. There's also a a lot of dialogue in this for like a a manga that I was hoping would be just fighting. But, you know, I'm, I'm at least like, uh, I'm optimistic about where it, where it can go. Yeah. I think especially in the most recent chapter, like I'm looking at these last few pages, Mm. the art is like, pretty good uh, the faces yeah. are well drawn and i mean compared to do retry the anatomy is like sound mm-hmm. which is uh i mean that's like a low benchmark but as we said before the new series aren't that great so i'm, I'm trying mm-hmm. to see the positives here and uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i will say that the fights are drawn really well too like you can just tell I don't know, you can tell that this guy sort of, like, knows what he's doing. He's done his research. Like, there's parts where um, the main character, he's, like, kind of just, like, standing. He's got, like, his, you know, his, like, ready stance or whatever. And it just looks way more fluid than, than, I mean, even most just, like, fights do in in manga series. Like, uh, Chainsaw Man or whatever doesn't look this good fighting. I mean, it's got a, it's a very different kind of art style and vibe it's going for. But, like... You know, the, the Chainsaw Man fights look messy and just, like, kind of gross. Whereas this, like, I don't know. The, you can tell exactly what's going on here. And I don't know. It feels a lot more, quote unquote, real. The love interest design in this series, at least I'm assuming that's what she'll be mm-hmm. based on, like, traditional jump formula. It's kind of interesting because she just straight up has vampire fangs. Yeah, she's got vampire I kind of like that. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's like a... Usually in, like, manga series, you'll have a character, like, have a fang just, like, as a sort of expressive, mm-hmm. like, it, it's not supposed to be, like, real. It's supposed to be, like, something like one of those, like, angry patches on their forehead or, like, a bead of sweat. Like, it's just supposed to, like, tell you something about how they're saying something. But no, like, she legit has fangs. Yeah, she's got two Like, in every fangs. panel. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I thought this one was, it, it's at least among the better... Uh, like new series we've had recently, definitely better than our last two new series were. So, you know, it's got it's got that going for it, and I'm you know I'm I'm looking forward to to more from from this. Um, do I want to pop over to to Icehead Gill, our our next new series? 
Yeah, so Icehead Gill, um, after, I guess not directly after, but not long after the cancellation of Ginkan Luna, we have a new series that's set in the snow, <laughs> in like a completely snowy landscape. Mm-hmm. But this one's set during the age of Vikings, and our hero Gil is... He's actually like a. He seems a bit younger than your normal Shonen Jump hero. I feel yeah, like he's, he's like, like real ten young. or eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe even younger than ten or eleven. But he's kind of just like on this traditional, you know, very classic jump adventure where he leaves his homeland. He he was raised by like a really powerful Viking warrior, and he's trying to get to like the capital city. Um, I feel like there's a lot of dialogue, but I'm still mm-hmm. not really sure, like, the backstory no doesn't make yeah. a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. he's trying to make it to the capital, and he's, yep. like, helping people along the way. So mm-hmm. it's kind of doing, like, a One Piece thing where they just kind of, like, set off an adventure right away. There's not, like, a huge, like, structure where they're, like, trying to get more powerful or, like, yeah. learn a power system. He's just kind of, like, traveling from town to town, helping mm-hmm. people. Yeah, it um, has. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it's very just like pure adventure, which I'm I'm down with because I'm same as you. I don't really know like what's going on with like I don't know what the story is really, um, other than that there's like these liches that are kind of like taking over, but I don't know. It might not. If maybe it hasn't been explained yet, but like I don't know what they're about. What's what's going on? I just know that like sometimes he kills these people that possess. Uh, possess other people um but i think this one's actually pretty cool i don't like there's nothing so far that's like really impressed me but mm-hmm. i don't know both chapters i read and was like okay i'm you know i can i can get down with this like i can strap in for strap in for more because yeah like you said the, the gink and gluna comparisons are super obvious the uh it was giving me like red hood vibes um oh true i think the first couple red hood chapters were definitely better than this but like i don't know i i'm i'm looking forward to this i'm i'm fine just kind of like turning my brain off and like going on an adventure with with gil um it's funny the art in a lot of it i think is pretty mediocre to bad but then you'll get these panels like the second page or i guess like the first real page of chapter two where it's like showing this uh I don't know, like all these beasts kind of like roaming the land that like, that's a, that panel's legit. Like, that, you know, it, it's yeah. <laughs> really good. Um, so, you know, I think the, the artist has some, has some ability, but yeah, I was, I don't know. I'm pretty, uh, pretty high on this one. To me, it looks like a seven out of 10 manga from like 2002, which is not mm-hmm. like a bad thing. To me, it just looks very like not retro, but like, I feel like this would appeal to, the jump old heads quite a bit it feels like like boom bap (laughs) hip-hop like definitely people that have like you know have been around seen it all are like Mm -hmm. you know this may not be the best thing i've ever read but it's it's comforting to me yeah Um, yeah. it's the people on our (laughs) our hip-hop heads that talk about lupe fiasco (laughs) um I do think our opinions on these two might be, like, slightly swapped. I am, like, mm. I like both of them, but I do think I like mm-hmm. MMA a bit better. Um, I do think both of these, there's, like, a baseline level of talent that's a bit higher than some of our other newer series, where I feel Definitely. like these two have a much better, like, 
upside. I could see both of these succeeding. Mm-hmm. They both have flaws, but they're not the sort of flaws that just like can't be overcome. Like yeah. the dude who draws do retry is not going to be able to improve his art enough for me to like think it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but here there's nothing that these two people are lacking that I just think is like completely insurmountable. I agree. Yeah, and I think I think the reason our um our opinions on these are kind of flopped or flip-flopped is that um, you know, this one's just like kind of the adventure series, which is one on one, right? Like I've been playing, uh, I've been playing the like Dragon Quest a lot. Been thinking about like One Piece and Dragon Ball. Been kicking around like picking yeah. up the the Dragon Quest manga. So I see this and I'm like, okay, this is kind of what I've been like, I've been mulling over my head the past few weeks. Um, whereas I think you're higher on the sports stuff. You know, as much as I yes. love like a sports manga. That's more your realm, whereas these pure adventure things, I'm like, yeah, just strap me in, like, you know, put the put the giant bowl of cereal in front of me, let's go. <laughs> I will say the, um, I guess, like, the mentor character in Icehead Gill, I think it's, like, his aunt or something, mm-hmm. um, she definitely looks like Fabricant number 100. Yes, I thought Very that Very similar character design. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hopefully this one uh, holds up a little bit better than Fab 100. Yeah, I, I I think it will. The art's a bit better. They kind of have similar art styles because mm-hmm. they both fall into this sort of new genre of manga that I would call like Demon Slayer Light. We've had yeah. so many series that kind of have like a slightly similar design and concept to Demon Slayer that have come out. And it's kind of like in the 2000s when they would just try to, like, float out some, like, series that were similar to Naruto mm-hmm. or One Piece, but slightly different. And just hope that, like, one of them would catch on. I feel like that's what we're seeing now. Every couple of rounds of serialization, we get one series that looks just enough like Demon Slayer for you to be interested in it. Yep. But it's not quite Demon Slayer because... I don't think it gets the tone right. I feel like Demon Slayer is a lot like goofier and more low key than people give it credit for, especially in the manga version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's move over to uh to Witch Watch because this was one that I had kind of picked out too. Um, because I loved this uh this most recent chapter. Like, I I think I think we've talked before about how like the kind of the actual like fighting and like plot parts of Witch Watch are actually kind of weak, but I thought this one was like this setup was kind of kind of cool, kind of fun, and like the actual I mean the art in this chapter is Shinohara at at his peak. If Shinohara like legit did a battle series, he could have the number one series in Shonen Jump easily, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. dude can draw, and all of these villains we have in this like nico retrieval arc are all really interesting and we haven't seen any of their powers yet except for this like most recent guy mm-hmm. but i mean i'm already just interested to see what they can do off their appearances alone yeah this guy that khan is fighting looks i mean that guy's ripped straight out of mashal or something um yeah he looks sick and we've seen like the there's that witch that has like the the braces excited to see her deal um but yeah i this chapter was cool, and we didn't get to talk about it, but I think it was maybe chapter 113. Is that when they actually, like... 
when uh see, yeah so. yeah yeah so the last page of chapter 113 is it's really it's pretty basic but it's really cool that final page has this like blood kind of like dripping down off the top of the page that like when i turned and saw that was like oh this is i don't know, like i said it's it's very simple it's not doing anything crazy but it just looks it looks really cool yeah it sounds corny but i like legit like gasp when i turned the page i i was mm-hmm. not expecting the series to get so dark so fast yeah and i mean honestly at this point i think witch watch might be shinohara's best if he really like pulls this arc off because it does everything that like astra lost in space did that really worked it does everything that sket dance did that worked Mm -hmm. and he adds a little bit of extra like you know humor into it i mean this is like a nine out of ten maybe 10 out of 10 series for me easily and i don't give out 10 out of 10 ratings Mm -hmm. that often but man like almost everything witch watch does is like close to perfect Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i think it is absolutely just a strict upgrade over um sket dance and and astro lost in space like you said like the you know kind of like the the comedic moments are just sket dance but a little bit better and the actual like I think the story itself is weaker than Astra, but that's because it's, mm. I don't think, you know, it's not designed like that, but I mean, these kind of like these action parts, the little, like the kind of, I guess like the mystery of it is I think better than, than Astra's and doing this, you yeah. know, he's doing a little bit of the same thing with like, you know, the, the friend kind of like betraying them or whatever, whereas like that's the whole, or that's half of Astra's like figuring out who's, who's kind of behind it. So I feel like they've got a, a similar thing going, but, um. I feel like this is just as effective as Astra is, and I feel like he's not even he's obviously not trying as hard to to string you along with that in this. Yeah, and like the past few chapters, the art on just like a technical level is honestly outstanding. Mm-hmm. The backgrounds are great and we get like a full filled in background on almost every panel. The character designs are always super consistent. And they always are wearing different outfits that are also well drawn. And even the battles, which we don't see a lot of, are on they're they're above the Shonen Jump standards in terms of just like special effects and movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean this this attack in the in the middle of the most recent chapter where she's got this giant like sludge wave like of of Earth or whatever attacking um, Kago is super good it looks as good as yeah or better than i mean it looks like something out of my hero yeah like i i think if shinohara doesn't retire at the end of witch watch i'd like to see him try to do just like a full-blown traditional shonen series Mm -hmm. because he he could do it i think maybe he's kind of testing the waters here but i'd like to see it Mm -hmm. absolutely um all right let's jump over to uh Let's talk about Kill Blue because Kill Blue. I also this most recent chapter. You know, I've been pretty high on Kill Blue lately, but uh, I thought this most recent chapter was great too. I'm I'm like I'm firmly in the in the Kill Blue camp. This isn't just like a oh it's new and competent. I'm like yeah this this manga is pretty legit. I think um, it's kind of it's taken the you know the the easy comparison is definitely Sakamoto Days, but I think it's kind of like taken up the Sakamoto Days mantle, whereas like. Sakamoto days at any given time now sometimes the chapter can feel like a drag because it's like here's here's another chapter of like 700 fight panels but 
you know, uh, Kill Blue has kind of like the the chill or slice of lifey moments in there that I want more from Sakamoto Days. So I feel like it's almost it's kind of like supplanted it in my mind a little bit. I agree. And somebody that's tried to read multiple Fujimaki series and could not get <laughs> past the first five chapters, like, man, he really won me over with this one. I mm-hmm. wanted to hate Kill Blue so much, but yeah, out of this new batch, it, it's the best one, I think. Yeah. And the fact that this new chapter has a unicorn two-way baseball player, uh, mm-hmm. that, that kind of did it for me. <laughs> yep. And he's got like a a pretty plain design, but still yeah. still kind of stands out. Like this this panel where he's like walking off the mound or whatever is like pretty pretty legit. Like he looks like a yeah. like a final boss villain type guy. Yeah, part of me wonders if he's supposed to be based on Shohei Otani because, <laughs> like, for one, dude is built like him. He's just super tall and extremely large for his age. And I feel like they always describe Shohei Otani as, like, the unicorn. And they yep. specifically use that word over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I like I like how this guy, he said he's going to play in the MLB, NBA, and Premier League soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, how's that going to work? Is he going to be, like, catching flights every night mm-hmm. to go back and forth between different continents? Yep. And also, there's been, like you know, three Japanese players ever in the NBA. This guy's <laughs> like that that alone would be like a news story enough. Yeah, this dude's gonna speed run Michael Jordan's career arc. He's gonna be playing in like the White Sox farm system, the G League, and like the third level of the Premier level. League soccer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What it used to be called like the Coca-Cola League, I think. I don't know what it's called anymore. I haven't played FIFA in years, so Yeah, they change well, it whatever up. Whatever that is. It's weird because they have the Premier League and then the second division is called the Championship, which doesn't sound like it should be like the, the lower league, and then it's like I wanna say below that is like Division One or like League One or something. Mm. It's like basically the the top three divisions are all all sound like they're the 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 first division. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. But yeah, man, I mean, I think, I think Kill Blue is really good. The, like, the kind of like the plot and story is just dumb, but it's enough that I can kind of keep going and I'm like, oh, what are we going to run into next? And even some of these, you know, we've already got the the thing where we've sort of dispatched this guy with the, the pacifier, but he's still just like hanging around being weird, which I think is hilarious too. So I can't wait to see like the, the cast of just like bizarre characters that we get by the by the end of it yeah it's kind of starting to remind me of assassination classroom in a way Mm -hmm. because we get these like you know scary transfer students and then after they get you know beaten by our main character kind of just become part of the normal cast it's kind of a jump trope but the way it's done specifically reminds me of ass class Mm -hmm. yeah i agree yeah it definitely has a definitely vibes of assassination classroom um the next one i want to talk about is a uh, blue box because blue box has been you know we've said it for for weeks now it's just on on top of the world and uh i thought this most recent chapter was pretty pretty funny too um 
it's like the first time that I guess they've told someone that uh, like Taiki and Chinatsu have told someone that they're together. Um, and I love this. Uh, I never, I can't remember her name, but uh, you know this character that's her her friend or whatever, and it's um, Haru's Haru's girlfriend. I think she's a she's a good character. Yeah, the the actress. That's what they always mm-hmm. refer to her as at yeah. the beginning. <laughs> but yeah, I thought this chapter was uh, particularly good too. I love. <laughs> this whole time that she's like i sound like a pervert <laughs> like multiple times which is pretty hilarious yeah <laughs> but also mm-hmm. i i'd mentioned like months ago watching this youtube video about like fake denny's restaurants in yeah. anime and manga and here we have another one added to the canon uh mm-hmm. they're eating at gonathan's family restaurant donathan <laughs> i didn't even <laughs> didn't even realize <laughs> <laughs> or no is that's gonathan like gonathan. i think it's a g yeah what a what a name it kind of looks like the, the logo makes it look like nathan's famous mm-hmm. hot dogs though i think that yes. might actually be what the logo is named after so now i'm wondering if nathan's is like a thing in japan i mean very uh very timely because this would have come out uh right around uh, that you know july 4th for us for our yeah, hot Joey dog eating championship uh-huh you know, it's actually a shame we've never seen a manga series about professional hot dog eating. And there is a famous, like, competitor yeah, from Japan. Yeah, they could Japan. have the, the Kobayashi uh, manga. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, the the food eating manga would be would be nuts. That's what the Food Wars guys' next series should have been. They could have just, like, yeah. drawn all this, like, great-looking food and just had, had some dude eat 50-something hot dogs. Yeah, we could have the whole like uh, training arc where the guy's just, like drinking a ton of water, trying to like <laughs> expand his stomach. You got the DeviantArt people go crazy for that. Oh, absolutely! Um, like honestly, uh, Shuisha hit us up. Mm-hmm. We're about to get on some Pokemon shit because <laughs> I think that could be Jump's next hit. I'm not even kidding. Mm-hmm. I think that would go crazy. Yeah, people would. People over here would definitely uh, love the, the the eating manga. I feel like, and because it's yeah, like it's, call- it's, it's it's ridiculous enough that like Reddit would see the first chapter and get like super behind it. If it was like seven, if it was one of these that was like seven pages long and had like some you know big booby anime girl as the main character, it dude the numbers it would do. <laughs> yeah because we've got marshall master izumi we got ice head gill so like glizzy gobbler <laughs> something <laughs> and there you go that's number one in the magazine right yep. there yep i'm i'm with you i'm writing my pitch to suisha right now <laughs> looking for translators <laughs> yeah, lo- looking for artists uh storyboard people <laughs> translator <laughs> need it all <laughs> on our uh on our manga it's gonna have like six names on it yeah i'm i'll be like the the kanye west of manga creation i'll just like bring six creators and mm-hmm. lock them in a hotel room and be like nobody can leave until we have five <laughs> chapters done Oh, so, yeah, I won't the, be doing any work. I'll just be contributing like vague ideas. Yeah, be like it's just like a DJ Khaled song. You just get all the people together. You're just the <laughs> connector. 
<laughs> Diplo would be involved for absolutely no reason. Just like <laughs> making <laughs> making beats in one of the rooms of the creation compound. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, ripping off some other culture. Diplo definitely has the. Uh, <laughs> he's just got the city pop tracks blasting through the uh, the manga studio. Yeah, he's already basically like stolen every subgenre you possibly mm-hmm. can from Latin America and Africa. But <laughs> he's got like full con. <laughs> yeah, he's got to- He's got like full continents. He hasn't plundered yet. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say he has to have had like a a j-pop or like city pop uh track out there somewhere i would be so super shocked if he didn't actually now that now that i think about it back in like 2014 when i was like only listening to things on soundcloud he did have a track with like a k-pop artist Riff Raff, and og mako called oh, dr man. pepper <laughs> so he did he did try to break into k-pop like in the mid 2010s and that no, song all- was interesting for sure yeah i gotta i gotta check that out he had okay not to get not to turn into the (laughs) the diplo podcast but you know in in high school i was like real into like when skrillex was coming up i was i was all about it that was my that was my shit but so diplo had his label mad decent had like this youtube channel and i cannot find any of the videos but they're all super cool where they just like i think they talk i don't know if they talked to diplo but it would be like the history of like whatever like detroit like some you know some sort of a, one of the seven thousand electronic subgenres or something like that yeah. and they were all like six or seven minutes long and dude they're all gone now but it was it was so cool like i think you know i think diplo's kind of like kind of a, a shitty dude is what we've what we've learned over the yeah. past few <laughs> years but like man i think the guy like is genuinely like really loves kind of that you know what he does and that kind of you know that music and stuff and it was really cool to see those but they're just i think they're just lost to time nowadays yeah if you like i feel like there's no diplo album worth listening to absolutely not there are if you go through the mad decent like label alumni Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good stuff there yeah yep absolutely um, all right, and then the final one I wanted to talk about this week is Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins. Um, we've been pretty high on all the other stuff we talked about this week, but I picked Ichinose's out specifically uh, before even realizing it was in last place because after this past chapter, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm checked out. This last chapter was pure nonsense. I have no clue what's going on. I think this series is like trending towards just straight up bad. There's a reason why... Uh taizan 5 has not written like a major series that's longer than 20 chapters (laughs) and we're definitely like seeing it Mm -hmm. because after i feel like after 20 chapters ichinose families has just been lost in its own labyrinth of bullshit yeah (laughs) i don't know what is going on and i feel like i don't think taizan 5 knows what's going on yeah, the, the series thinks it's way smarter than it is. Like, mm-hmm. I'm all for, like, weird and experimental stuff in comic books and manga, but this isn't really even that experimental. It's just, like, you know, oh, somebody watched, like, the Christopher Nolan discography <laughs> and tried to make something similar to that and kind of failed at it. Yeah, it feels it feels like a manga that's, like, 
intelligent for people that aren't in intelligent right it's like one of these things it's like dude you have to you have to read like the story it's the story's so good it's like it's a manga with a good story for once it, it feels like it feels like that the way people talk about like uh the last of us or something like you know it, it's a video game wh- where the story actually matters the story's actually good that's what that's what this one feels like but it's just it's just trash this dude cannot write i don't I have no no faith in Ties on Five anymore. This this series is just in the toilet, man. I I've never seen something fall off this hard. Like there have been other manga where we've been like into the first few chapters, but Ichinose is like after chapter seven or eight, we were like, this might be one of the best things in the magazine. Like this is next chainsaw yeah. man, and then it's just completely thrown in the dirt. Well, speaking of trash. I feel like the whole like signature aesthetic of this manga completely disappeared after, you know, mm-hmm. the tenth chapter. Originally I thought it was so cool that there were so many just disgusting Yeah, there's all the garbage everywhere. Panels. Yeah, mm-hmm. like garbage, bodily fluid, and rot all over every large illustration. And that just hasn't really been a part of this series anymore, which is mm-hmm. a shame. I loved how gross it was. Yeah. And I mean, just the pacing too, we've just been spinning the wheels here for like 10 weeks now doing the same thing chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter. And it's, it's just exhausting. I don't, I don't know what the, what the actual story, what the purpose of this manga is. And I guess the reader, the, the Japanese reader base is uh, thinking the same thing we are. Cause I will say even as bad as it is, it's shocking to see it down here at, at last place below fab 100 below do retry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's doing donuts through the space-time continuum. Mm-hmm. We're just going nowhere. And even as I've said, like last time we talked about this series, but even the Manga Plus reader base is turning on it. Which once somebody's like opinion is set in Manga Plus, it's really difficult <laughs> to change the comment section's general consensus. Oh yeah, I mean, there's people that are still screaming about how uh, Earth Child Chapter One would have been amazing as a one-shot and they just didn't give it a chance or something like that you know despite 27 chapters of just pure heinous garbage yeah there are people in the comments that are saying this chapter made them cry which is like come on man dude this how is, is not that deep <laughs> <laughs> We haven't spent enough time with any of these characters like and see and that's the thing too did the grandpa die at the end I don't I don't know like yeah it looks like maybe he did but he's gonna pop up in the first panel uh this week and it's just gonna be like yeah he's here it was actually it was actually a dream someone else was dreaming mm-hmm. yeah this series really needed to make like a major shift mm-hmm. 20 chapters in and i think it would have still been golden but now yep. i don't know where it can go from here yeah i don't either and i yeah i would be i would not be surprised if it man this one's gonna, this one's gonna get we're gonna get more fabricate one hundred because Ichinose families couldn't couldn't cut it. All yeah, we were this doing is all was, Five's fault. Yeah, we were just actually ties on five to be to be competent so we could get rid of Fab one hundred, do retry, New Ways Exorcist. We're getting thirty five chapters of New Ways because Ties on Five couldn't couldn't cut it here. Yeah, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be in our like late thirties, and Fabricant One Hundred's gonna be deep in the middle of its great <laughs> Fabricant War arc. 
the thousand year fabricant war. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be like, actually, there's there's ten thousand fabricants out there. Mm-hmm. They, they've been multiplying, and we didn't even realize it. And they all live underground. Yep. No, that's exactly what's gonna happen. They're gonna be like. We didn't tell you about fabricants one hundred and one through nine nine nine, and that's when that's that's when I'm coming for ties on five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, that, I think that does it for our table of contents discussion this week. Uh, Jude, we want to move on into move on to some other other manga stuff. Check out what's what's going on in the manga sphere with the, uh, other stuff we've been reading, maybe. Yeah. So I'm gonna go down. This is kind of like. Since we're doing a more abbreviated summaries part of the episode, I'm just going to do like sports talk show type quick hits. <laughs> um, and speaking of which, uh, while I was browsing on the new Meta Threads app, I saw this post by an MLB Life account. So this is like an official MLB, like Major League Baseball social media account that I've been seeing, mm-hmm. but it's kind of supposed to be like one of those rap TV, like DJ academics type <laughs> social media accounts where it, they'll like have a post, like a picture, and then there'll be a caption on the picture. It'll be like, check out these cleats, like fire or trash. Mm-hmm. And that's like basically everything they post. But this headline here said, uh, Julio Rodriguez of the Seattle Mariners explains why he loves anime and Naruto. Naruto is my favorite anime. He was basically a nobody, and then he became the most important person when he was nobody. A lot of people would say, oh, you're watching a cartoon, but are you listening to what this cartoon is saying? Like, for one, this reads like a deviant art post from, like, 2005, back when everybody on the internet was talking about, like, anime is not for kids yes there's deep themes in here <laughs> i also love that it's in reference to naruto which like right <laughs> i like naruto as much as anyone else but this is naruto's not saying anything particularly like poignant <laughs> yeah this is how i'm willing to go to bat for blue box like if, <laughs> if i were if i were playing for the cincinnati reds right now and i'm getting like a post-game interview i'm like you know, for, forget forget the nine inning shutout. Go read Blue Box and <laughs> listen to what it's saying. My love for baseball is like Taiki's love for Chinatsu. <laughs> but my my thing is, I, I do feel like this is the first instance where I've seen like an MLB player profess his love for anime like mm-hmm. publicly, and I think it's interesting that MLB has so few openly anime fan or open open fans of anime compared to the nfl and nba yeah it's like the nfl we have that whole Crunchyroll documentary about the team that was like really into dragon ball z that was kind of cool um nba you have zion williamson wearing this like hideous full body naruto jumpsuit courtside Mm -hmm. um but yeah baseball Aside from Julio Rodriguez and Shohei Otani, who said he was inspired to play both like offense and defense by Ace of Diamond, like yeah, baseball is surprisingly the least weeby American <laughs> pro sport, despite baseball being huge in Japan. Yeah, Very I was gonna say being being huge in Japan and having like a a large amount of Japanese players. Um, yeah. 
The only thing I can think of for like why baseball kind of lags behind is that, you know, like uh, NBA and NFL, I mean, NBA a little bit less so recently is like primarily just straight up American players. Yeah. So they didn't like they grew up the same exact way that like we did basically, which is they saw Toonami on cable. Whereas the MLB, and I know, I know that like anime and stuff is big in like South America or like Central America to some degree. Because if you go on, if you engage with manga or anime at all on Instagram, all of a sudden your Instagram yeah. explore page <laughs> is like pictures of go to with Spanish cap, Spanish captions. Or anytime I make like our posts on Tonkabon and go through the hashtags, 90% of them are in Spanish or Portuguese or something like that. So, but I don't know like what countries those are. So like, I mean, Julio Rodriguez is Dominican. So maybe that just kind of like cuts my, my theory in half, but like, there's a lot of like Dominican and Puerto Rican players. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like those countries just don't have the kind of like the, the readers reader base, or, like the, the watch, uh, like the eyeballs for it, you know, like, like it would say, cause I, you know, I don't know what countries it is that's, that's like posting these anime things like it might be Mexico, and so it's like, wow, it's huge in South America or Central America, but it, like, it's not. It's just big in, well, North America, you know what I mean? Like, it's big yeah. in these three Spanish-speaking countries and not all these other ones. And he does play for the Seattle Mariners, who are currently owned, or at least there's like a 10% share of the team owned by Nintendo. And mm-hmm. at one point was, I think Nintendo actually had majority ownership of the Mariners. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's coming full circle. We just, uh, they need to buy a little bit more of the team back so we can have Mario and like Toad <laughs> running around on be the, the side or uh, on the foul lines. The Seattle Marios would be pretty sick. That, yeah, I, I'm here for that. <laughs> just looking, looking at the Seattle Mariners Wikipedia page, there's a paragraph here that said like the Mariners play by play announcer died in 2010. In memory of Niehaus, Seattle rapper Macklemore wrote a tribute song called My Oh My in December 2010 that he performed on opening day. What? <laughs> Dude, just like the, you know, the Yankees get like Jay-Z to do, to do like stuff for them or whatever. <laughs> Seattle's like, we've got fucking Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs> man truly dire my my other quick hit here is um i watched jjk episode one on crunchyroll i think it was on thursday um it's it's not bad this is like the beginning of that flashback arc where gato and gojo are like in high school trying to like stop this one girl from being used by a religious cult to bring about doomsday or something Mm -hmm. like that uh it's still a bit confusing but i think the weirdness and confusion works a lot better on tv than it does on the page and they've added a few things to the series that there's like this weird puzzle that the characters are doing where they're it's similar to that scene in chainsaw man where they're like stuck inside a building that keeps like looping the floors over and over again as they're yeah. walking mm-hmm. um and it was a pretty cool scene the, the animation looks great and mappa kind of leveled up since the last season but nice. overall 
I just find that my attention span for anime has diminished greatly since starting to read manga every week. Mm-hmm. That's how I am. Like any anytime you know, there's like one of these series is getting the anime adaptation. I get excited for it, and then I realize I'm never going to watch it. Or like I'll watch episode one or yeah. two and be like, okay, I, I get it, and then I don't. I don't watch the rest. Like Chainsaw Man, I think I only watched two or three episodes of Chainsaw Man, and like wasn't Same. because it was bad or anything like that. But it's just sort of like I don't, I don't want to sit here for twenty something minutes and watch Chainsaw Man. I kind of like the anime movie format more than manga. Mm-hmm. Like the JJK movie was really cool. I like the My Hero Academia movies. You got to go to the theater to see them, and they're usually exclusive stories, so it's kind of an event. Yeah, I kind of prefer that. I, I, I kind of wish instead of doing full seasons, which I don't have time to watch anymore, I'd kind of like to just see some more one-off stories that I'd have to see at the theater. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to sound like a Marvel fan, but <laughs> maybe they were kind of onto something with that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Jude, do you have any updates on stuff you've been stuff you've been reading this week? Yeah, I mentioned, like, starting this series called The Law of Ueki. Mm-hmm. I think I may have mentioned it, or <laughs> it's been a minute, but it's on the Viz app as part of that, like, you know, huge dump of Weekly Shonen Sunday series that they did mm-hmm. uh, whenever the Viz app launched. And I always thought this one looked cool and that it would come back to it. It was actually uh, drawn by... Written and illustrated by Subasa Fukuchi, who did that table tennis series I read. A few oh yeah, ago. yeah. Mm-hmm. But this was his big Weekly Shonen Sunday debut, and I think it's still his biggest hit, even though he's active today. But it's about a kid who has this power where he can turn garbage into trees, <laughs> and he gets entered into this like worldwide tournament of high schoolers that all have powers and they're all accompanied by an adult trainer and whichever kid like wins the fighting tournament gets any ability that they can dream of like that they just get to the ability to do whatever they want to do and Mm -hmm. their coaches become supreme leader of the celestial universe (laughs) and it's kind of like Zach. I haven't read or watched Zatch Bell, but based on your description, it kind of seems like Zatch Bell, but with the art style of One Piece. I was gonna say, dude, this looks like One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> it's super derivative, but it's actually really funny. And when it, when I'm actually reading it, it reminds me more of Mashal than anything, hmm. because Ueki as a character has no personality except for the fact that he's just like really stupid and doesn't have much free will mm-hmm. and the story is actually kind of told from the perspective of one of his friends who's just watching him do all this stuff hmm. which is kind of a cool like storytelling device mm-hmm. it's really goofy and fun i dig it a lot yeah this looks this looks cool i would check this out i like just flipping through the the pages i like the i like the art it just seems like yeah, I mean it, it looks Very like it, it looks like One Piece, but yeah, I mean this just seems like a pretty chill like shonen shonen series. Until I got more into like reading more lesser known manga, I'm starting to realize that sort of like how every series is trying to be Demon Slayer now in the early to mid 2000s, 
there were so many series that were just straight up ripping off One Piece's art <laughs> style. Yeah, I mean this is this is like this is one for one. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious, but yeah, I mean this looks this looks cool. I might have to check this out at some point. Yeah, I I kind of expected to just like read one volume of it and put it down because mm-hmm. that's kind of what I've been doing with a lot of these Viz series. Yeah, this one kind of hooked me. I'm I was feeling it way more than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. This week, actually, I've been reading quite a bit of kind of non-weekly Shonen Jump stuff. I've started and stopped a, a number of things. Like I picked up uh, Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind, but it's pretty exhausting to read because the chapters are like full volumes. So there's no real yeah. <laughs> good place to put it down. So I, I kind of stopped that and I was like, maybe I'll, I'll try that some other time. But I did. I completed uh, Tech on Kingcrete. Um, it's by Taiyo Matsumoto, same guy who did, uh, did Ping Pong. Um, and that manga is is sick. It it looks really cool. It's a, an easy, quick read. It's only like 33 chapters. The Viz app inexplicably just doesn't have the last chapter. So I had to <laughs> I had to go to the had to go to the scans for that one. Um but yeah, it's cool. It's a, a pretty basic story about these two kids that live in this place. I think it's called Treasure Town. And they're just kind of like, you know, running around, uh, like beating people up, getting beat up. Um, but it's it's very good. It's got that, that you know, signature Taiyo Matsumoto art style. It feels, maybe it's just because it reads left to right, which is also extremely weird to be in one of these apps and read the opposite way. It takes, it, yeah. it weirdly takes some getting used to. <laughs> Um, but it feels much more like, you know, I don't read Western comics, but what I would imagine reading a Western comic is it, it feels less manga and more like, I don't know, something that like a, a, a normal person would read. I feel like, yeah, <laughs> but it was, a uh, it's really cool. And it has probably the, the best like chapter cover, like title pages I've, I've ever seen. Yeah, the ones you sent looked really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's. It's awesome. I don't. I think I like uh, ping pong a little bit more, but yeah, like ping pong to me feels like you know, like kind of the plot and what they're trying to do is different. But ping pong to me feels like a better version of this. Um, so I would say if you want to check out one of his things, just read ping pong. But yeah, Tech on Concrete's cool, and I've not watched the anime movie, but I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. If you've seen the trailer for that, it looks incredible. So I, I need to I need to get on that and actually check that out. Um, yeah, for sure. But I've also started up this series called About the Movement of the Earth. I think, uh, or it's called like Chi and then a bunch of Japanese words that I don't know. But I think the English translation is About the Movement of the Earth. It recently got picked up by um, Madhouse and it's getting an anime, I think, sometime next year, maybe, or maybe like later this year. Um, and it got picked up by like Seven Seas to get uh, published in English. And I don't think those volumes are out yet. Um, but I'm reading it. It's, it's only like 60 ish chapters and I'm, I think I'm like 25 chapters in. I don't know if I'll continue it because it's pretty text heavy, but it's actually pretty cool. It sort of does in a different way. It does what Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins wants to do, but not like, but there's stuff going on. So like it very much has yeah. these, these moments of just like kind of like shock and horror a little bit. Um, with also these, like, these kind of twists that pop up that you're like, oh, like, oh shit, like, you know, something, something big's going on, but not doing that every single week. Um, it is kind of a, an exhausting read, like I said, because it's people basically figuring out, like, 
how how the earth rotates or like how the earth moves they're like you know oh stuff doesn't revolve around the earth yeah um so it's a lot of these explanations of stuff like that like how they you know these mathematical equations and stuff like how they realize the whatever how mars is moving and stuff like that so it's (laughs) there there's a lot of cypher academiness to it where you just sort of like see a big block of text and kind of like yeah i don't need to i don't need to check that out um but it's pretty cool and i definitely recommend like at least reading like the first four or five chapters first four or five chapters are pretty pretty fire actually yeah um but it's cool yeah and i'm excited to for the the madhouse uh animation for it because they've also picked up another series that i started up this week fryrin beyond journey's end and this one Dude, I'm only seven or eight chapters in, but this is like this is a manga made for for Cole Greco. This is it's it's basically this looks like the kind of thing you would like. Yeah, it's it's basically it's a it's set. There's like a I'll call it an RPG party, but it's not like set in a game or anything like that. But it's like your classic. You know, there's a there's a hero, there's a warrior, there's a like a mage and a priest that have all just just come back from an adventure. But the mage is this this girl Fryrin who you know they live to be like a thousand years old or something like that. So it's kind of like a lot of these chapters have like these big montage moments, which are actually like really well done. They're they're kind of weird when you first read it, but you kind of get into the the rhythm of it. Um, they like kind of shows like parts from her adventure and stuff. But it's like how she sort of uh, I don't know like I guess copes with time and the fact that like all of her adventurer friends are gonna die in what is like five years the equivalent of like five years of her life um but and it but it does have these very like cozy like slice of life moments too so it's like this mix of like this adventure you know just classic like hanging out with your friends rpg stuff but also like you know a little bit of a little bit of like yotsuba or something in there where it's just like yeah there's just people hanging out they're like looking for flowers or something but yeah it's it's super good and it also got picked up by madhouse um and i think it's anime starts maybe in the fall um which that should be pretty cool um but yeah i'm i'm really really enjoying this one it's too too early for me to get like super super high on it because it's got like 140 chapters and i'm not even at chapter 10 but yeah it uh fryer rocks um that one looks really i I like the art style a lot mm -hmm. and this looks like it would do numbers on crunchyroll just based on how it looks to be honest oh absolutely well i mean i think it's already pretty big like for a manga like i've heard about it for a while now and i'd actually like picked it up and read the first few chapters maybe like a year or two ago um but it's on the it's on the viz app now so i was like well i'll just plug plug away at it and it's Mm -hmm. It's good, and it's, a, it's an easy read. Like, you know, it's got the quick 18-page chapters that just blow by in, like, two minutes. Um, but, yeah, yeah. It's, it's super good. Um, all right, Jude. Well, I think that does it for us this week. Do you have any last-minute recommendations before we head out? Um, Lavu is pretty much, like, the one new thing I've been hyped about. But I mm-hmm. do see right here you have a game that I've peeped in the past. I haven't played it, but it looks mm-hmm. interesting. So I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you touch on that. Yeah. Yeah. My recommendation this week is Pac-Man championship edition. Pac-Man championship edition was the last game created by the, the actual creator of Pac-Man. It came out on like Xbox live arcade in like 2006, or 2007. Uh, I've been playing like, a the ROM of like the PSP version and dude, it is, it's so much fun. I would, 
I would say it's closer to playing like Tetris than it is playing Pac-Man. You know, Pac-Man, you're always trying to like get through these next boards and stuff like that before you like run out of lives. Pac-Man Championship Edition, it's you're always on the same board, but just where the pellets are always changing. And you're just trying to get like the highest score in the span of five minutes. So it really is just like sitting down. It's like, okay, I'll just play Tetris till I die kind of deal. Um, <laughs> it, it feels a lot closer to that. You just get like in that kind of flow state. And like after you play, you just see Pac-Man like running around in your in your head, basically. <laughs> oh, it's it's so much fun. The bu- the music is great. And there's also a really cool version. Someone had made like a D make of it. So they designed it to like it look and run on like the NES. Um and that might oh, have cool. dude, that might be one of the coolest games I've ever seen. Like the it, it plays a little <laughs> bit different from the normal Pac-Man Championship edition. It's like a little faster and the scoring I think is different. But yeah, the the NES like D make version of it looks better than any other NES game. <laughs> it looks so good. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely recommend checking those out. I'm not like a huge fan of like the actual Pac-Man. Like, you know, it's something that you play every now and then when you see it at the at the barcade type deal. But Pac-Man Championship yeah. Edition is so easy. I was reading it when I was reading Mason Okoku, like finishing it up yesterday. I would like read a chapter and then play around a Pac-Man Championship Edition and then read a chapter and I was just <laughs> flipping on and off between those. And yeah, it's it's awesome. Sometimes before work, I'll just fire it up, fire up a, one of it because it's only five minutes at max. So yeah, yeah, but man, it's it's so much fun. It's uh, definitely recommend. Can't recommend Pac-Man Championship Edition like DX <laughs> or uh, Championship Edition 2 because I know they're supposedly like different enough games that they're not the same. So I've not tried those, but yeah, if you can get your hands on Pac-Man CE, definitely recommend it. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, all right. Well, that does it for us this week. Uh, Thursday we'll have our uh, our next Mason Okoku episode. We're we're down to I think we have three more, including this one on Thursday. Um, yep. And then next week we'll have our next uh, our next weekly Shonen Jump stuff. It's a uh, forgot to read off what what was going on next week in weekly show jump we've got the cover of my hero academia with color pages for akana banashi and then uh naruto uh gets a chapter it's um the one for that uh there was that poll a while back for like naruto 99 there's gonna be one of uh a one shot of Mar- naruto's dad which is that'll be pretty cool so excited for that but yeah, that does it for us this week. Thanks for listening as usual and hit us with the rating and review wherever you can do that. And we'll uh, see you next time.